Welcome to 15 Minute Freelancer, your snack-sized guide to being your own boss and building a business and life you love. I'm your host, Louise Shanahan. My LinkedIn bio says I'm a freelance health copywriter, but for the next 15 minutes, I'll be tickling your ears with practical strategies, behind-the-scenes stories and nuggets of wisdom so you can create a freelance business that works for you. Whether you're just starting out or you've been self-employed for a while, I'll be right here with you to help you navigate the ups and downs of freelancing life. So grab a coffee, relax and join me for 15 minutes of freelancing fun. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Hello freelance friends, how are you today? In last week's episode, I talked about my approach to setting goals for my freelance business in 2022. And today I thought I would continue on that theme of getting into some good business habits to kick off 2022 on the right foot. So today we're going to remind ourselves of some of the bad habits that we can get into as freelancers and why ditching these habits is important if you want to build a successful freelance business. Or maybe we'll call them pitfalls. Bad habit sounds a bit mean, doesn't it? I don't want you to feel like I'm telling you off for picking your nose or wasting your pocket money on sweeties. (laughs) So here are seven freelancing pitfalls to watch out for. Number one is not leading the process. I noticed that a lot of freelancers seem to feel like passengers on their projects. The client gets in touch to say they have a project. The client decides if they want to work with you and how much they want to pay. The client decides if the work meets the standard and then the client decides if and when they'll pay. And that's not really how it should work because you are running your business, not your client. This isn't about unleashing your inner diva on your poor unsuspecting clients. It's just about leading the process with confidence and setting boundaries so you can provide a great service to your clients while running a business without feeling taken for granted. When a potential client makes an inquiry, you should have a process for determining whether they're likely to be a good fit. Then you lead the process for having those initial conversations. Maybe you send a calendar link, you tell them what to expect on the call, you set out your step-by-step process for what happens next. So it's not like you're on the call and you're just kind of waiting to see what they want to talk about. It's not a job interview. You are the one who leads this call. You ask the questions and then you answer their questions without feeling pushed to make decisions or commitments that you're not ready to make. You want to make sure your process and expectations are clear in your proposals and contracts too. If a client needs to push a deadline or change the scope of a project, you decide if and how you can make that work. You don't just kind of accept that it's got to change and you've got to make up the shortfall in time or whatever. There doesn't have to be any emotion or drama to this. It's just logistics, really. It's just logistics. It's not being rude. It's just, how is this going to work? And to be honest, a lot of it doesn't even need to be said. You can do all of this in a super professional and friendly way. I see a lot of freelancers treat their clients as if the client is their boss, which they're not. Your partners, your collaborators, obviously you want to be helpful and give them the best possible result, but they are hiring you as an expert, not as a seat filler for hire. One of the biggest shifts for me came when I started to think of myself as leading the conversation, leading the process. It gives the client confidence that you know what you're doing and it helps you better manage your time, set expectations and deliver the project to the best of your ability. The second bad habit or pitfall is being reluctant to talk about money. I know it feels icky sometimes. Lots of us find this awkward on both sides, the freelancers and the clients. But you're running a business, so quite frankly, you have to have these conversations. And as with the previous point, 
There doesn't have to be any emotion or drama to this. It's logistics. You're just exchanging value. This is what the project is going to involve. This is what it costs. That's kind of it, really. I have said time and time again (laughs) that it doesn't make sense to waste time writing proposals for clients who are never going to be a good fit because they don't have the budget. So you need to find this out beforehand. You don't want to be giving precise quotes on calls or if you're doing this by email with new clients unless you have fixed prices. But you absolutely want to be talking about ballpark budgets. It does get easier with practice. You can give yourself little scripts to make it easier so you have some handy go-to phrases for the common questions that you might be asked. But please, 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 (laughs) always talk about money. (laughs) Number three is putting all your eggs in one basket. If you have a single client that accounts for a majority of your income and time, you've basically got a job. (laughs) It might feel quite secure and reassuring because you know that you'll have a certain amount of money and work coming in and it can be really comfortable to work with the same team that you get to know really well but ultimately this is a false sense of security. If they decide to move on for whatever reason and end the contract you'll be in a world of stress. Things can change suddenly for all sorts of reasons so you need to be prepared. If you go back to the episode that I recorded with Andre Spiteri, he talks about how he always aims to have, I think, no more than a third of his income coming from any one client. Because if you have too many eggs in one basket, then you're financially vulnerable and it probably also affects your decision making because you might feel that you can't push back or say no to things so easily when you're relying so much on this one client. Taking time off might be trickier. So while those big juicy contracts are very tempting, do make sure that you consider how secure they really are and whether they might be forcing you to compromise on things like your autonomy, flexibility, choice, which are probably a big part of the reason why you became self-employed in the first place. Having multiple revenue streams, whether that's multiple clients or other side projects, will put you in a much stronger position. The fourth pitfall is only marketing when you need clients. So what's that saying? Fix the roof when the sun is shining. (laughs) Well, that's something for freelancers to live by, isn't it? Just because you're booked up for the next three months doesn't mean you should stop putting yourself out there. As with the previous pitfall, if any of those projects fall through, you may suddenly find yourself with a bit of a gap to fill. And if you're busy for a while and you start to get a bit cash about your marketing, you might find yourself scrambling to catch up if you find yourself with a quiet spell and you need to suddenly drum up interest. Instead, if you keep marketing yourself regularly, and yeah, you can ease up a bit if you're busy, but if you maintain a visible presence, you'll have a nice stream of leads to turn to when you do have an opening. And it means you can keep raising your rates as well because you'll be confident of filling those spots and you won't be marketing or saying yes to projects from a place of desperation. So you can choose the projects that you do as well. Number five is the old comparisonitis. <laughs> I know it's tough when we go on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram, we see all the amazing work that everyone else seems to be doing and we imagine that they must be rolling in cash or we see them talk about their streamlined processes and we wonder why our to-do list is a giant scribble of stress. But comparing yourself or comparing your business with others is not usually super helpful. I love seeing what other people are up to because A, I'm quite nosy And B, it can be inspiring or give you new ideas or you can learn from what's worked for them. But we should still stay focused on our own work. You only see the highlight reel online. Like we all know this, don't we? (laughs) 
Focusing too much on what everyone else is doing feeds imposter syndrome. It puts you off self-promotion and it might lead you to set goals that don't really mean anything to you personally. You might forget to congratulate yourself on what you've achieved because you're so focused on someone else who seems to have done so much more. So let's kick this one to the curb in 2022. Number six is not asking for help when you need it. When you work alone, I think it's pretty normal to feel, at least in the early stages of your freelance career, that you need to be doing everything yourself. And that's not really the case. And asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. It's simply good business sense, I think. That might be outsourcing some of your client work to other freelancers. It might be seeking advice from a professional like an accountant or getting practical support from a VA. It might be asking for help and moral support from other freelancers. It might be asking your partner or your family or your friends for help with, I don't know, watching the kids or taking on more of the burden with household chores or just giving you a hug after a hard day. (laughs) If you go back to the episode that I recorded with Sophie Cross, we talked about online freelancing communities. So that might be a good place to start if you feel like if you need help to figure out a freelancing conundrum or you just want to connect with some like-minded folks. So I will put in a link to that. Number seven, the final pitfall, is forgetting to look after your health and well-being. Now, this is obviously one that I had to include as a health copywriter. (laughs) Health may be top of mind, given everything that's happened over the last couple of years. But on a day-to-day basis, when you're lost in your work, it's really easy to forget to eat proper food that will fuel your brain or get outside for some fresh air or get enough exercise, make sure you sleep enough. So this is just a wee reminder to take care of yourself The work will wait, I promise. I'm thinking of doing an episode on my daily routines and the kind of health-focused anchor actions that I use to try and keep this on track so it's really automated, you don't have to think about it too much and it's not like a huge burden that takes over your life. Uh, So if you'd like to hear more about how I try to manage my health as a health copywriter, (laughs) uh, let me know. So those are my top seven freelancing pitfalls or bad habits that I encourage you to look out for and hopefully a few ways to turn them around so 2022 is plain sailing. (laughs) Thank you for listening and good luck with leading those conversations. I will see you next time. You've been listening to 15 Minute Freelancer with me, Louise Shanahan, freelance health copywriter and content marketer at thecopyprescription.com. If you enjoyed this, please hit subscribe, leave a review or share it with a freelance friend. And if you've got a freelancing question you want answered on the podcast, find me and say hi on Twitter, LinkedIn or Instagram. Thanks and until next time, happy freelancing!